Triple Crown Coffee is dedicated to the craft of fine coffee and the preservation of the National Scenic Trails of the United States. Its owner, Chris, has hiked the Triple Crown himself and now donates part of the proceeds to the three ultra-long distance trails. His coffee is farm to cup, promoting leave-no-trace ethics from farms that employ sustainable harvest methods and environmentally friendly practices. Kickstart your day tomorrow and get out on the trail. Make sure that you also give back in some way, even picking up a little bit of garbage on your hike. Leave no trace. Probably both have PCT brain. Oh my god, I'm like, my oh brain is full. It's just, yeah. I gotta it's... stop reading about the Sierras. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. You just gotta <laughs> walk it, you know, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. We've kind of adopted the model. Whatever, we'll see what happens when we get there. That's pretty much what we say now. Whatever. Well, you'll we'll... be a pro by the time you get there. It takes right? a while to get there, so you'll be a pro. If I don't die If of there's a heart snow, attack. we'll cross it when we get there. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it, so we're going. You can give it a try, and then you just see what it's like. Oh, I'm stubborn as hell. So is Vince, so we, <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> Welcome to Season 2 of A Long Walk North. Today's episode is brought to you by Triple Crown Coffee, Purple Rain Adventure Skirts, and the Thruer Hiking Community. Welcome everybody to the podcast. I'm Dan DeVoe and I'm the dad of the crew. With me on the line is my daughter Chantel. We're not sitting side by side. We're using the Anchor app to record this. And I'll use some audacity on my computer to add in some music. Maybe take out my little ums and ahs. And... Erase if Chantel makes a little mistake. <laughs> Let's introduce my little sidekick that will be putting up with me and coaching me up and down all the hills, the switchbacks on the Pacific Crest Trail. Hey boo, what's up with you? I thought we'd switch up season two a little bit, add some different segments that we can swap in and out into our episodes. Before we get into that, anything new on your side of the tracks? Um, nothing much is new besides that big snow day we had. I've been working every day since we last talked, but today's my day off, so our plan today is to make some homemade mac and cheese and go shopping at the mall. There you go. Yes, it's one forty-three in the afternoon. It's not like 1 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It normally is. That that was a crazy amount of snow. I think we got about 40 centimeters, something like that. Yeah, like three feet. Did you shovel? I did shovel. Nice. I, I broke it into three chunks. <laughs> nice. What was like, did you drive in it? Like, No, I couldn't get my car out. I shoveled for three hours with Noah, and I still couldn't get my car out. So Nana offered me to drive me to work, but by the time I was on my way, they told me they were closing the store because so I couldn't get the plows through. It, it was crazy. And then I went in the next day and our drive through still wasn't plowed. Our parking lot wasn't plowed. I had to park at Burger King across the street and walk over. 
another side question here. We're not even like, you know, what happened to your, um, your TikTok kind of vanished. What I are told you? Like, I'm not on social media. I don't yeah, but be. you, then the last episode of the podcast, you're like, you're on TikTok a lot. No. You oh, I'm it. on TikTok. I'm not a poster. I told you this. I know you're not a poster, but it's like so you got rid of your name. You're like a ladybug now or a beetle <laughs> or something. Yeah, I don't need my TikTok. I don't need people to see my TikTok. I don't want a TikTok. <laughs> All right. Top five, top five. Here we go now. Hey, Dad, let's start our new segment called Top Five. Super simple. Anyone can play along. I've written down some top five topics, and I'll ask you on the fly to list five things in order or on the top of your mind. Um, if you just list them, try and sort them as you go or at the end. Some topics might be hard to think of, so. Don't make it embarrassing, like. You know, women I have crushes on, or I'll do it to you. <laughs> I will. But um, um, some topics will be hard to think of, so I'll text you in advance so you have time to think of your ranking and any talking points in the order you put things. Okay. Okay, let's keep the first one easy. Top of your head, what are your fave five chocolate bars and why? Chocolate bars? Yes. Ooh, that's up my alley. Oh, we know. Uh, top five. Um, okay, well, I should just think of chocolate bars that are on the top of my list. Uh, hopefully the ones I list are available wherever you live, wherever you are in the world. Um, I mean, some chocolate bars we have in Canada, you don't have, you know, whatever in Europe or the States and vice versa. Um, or if you go to the dollar store chocolate bars, you know, it's like, instead of bounty, it's like called bounties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off-brand. Yeah, off-brand that they add a couple letters so they can't be sued and <laughs> kind of tastes like it, but it's, you don't know the ingredients. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, for me, the top has to be old classic uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the king size, because they're, they're, they're thicker and you get more, they're heavier more bang for your buck. So I think Reese's peanut butter cups are my number one. You can't go wrong with chocolate and peanut butter. Um, let's see. Toblerone, probably number two. That just brings up memories of Christmas when, when I was younger and I would get the, uh, the $18 buck one at Christmas and it would give me a good three, four nights of breaking those damn chocolate triangles and not trying to break your teeth. Apparently there's a life hack. To eat them super easy. What do you do? I have no idea, but apparently there's a purpose to why they're shaped like that in like triangles to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) I find you got to chew them or it'll just, it scratches on the way down that triangle. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Scrap that. You know those lint balls things? Oh, those are really good. They just melt in your mouth. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like white chocolate, but you give me like the red ones. ones. Nah. It doesn't matter. Just chocolate. I know they got like fancy ones now or just different yeah, offbeat they do. ones, but they're good. Um, so I think that's number two. We'll put Tobro number three. Coffee Crisp is number four. I I remember I liked that as a little kid, even before I even liked coffee. Okay, so that's four of them. I think Contenders, I don't know what number five is yet. I think Contenders for me is either Big Turk, which I kind of like later in life. Crunchy, 
which I've liked that since I was a little kid. It's good. Butterfinger is also in there. That's something later on in life. I didn't start liking that till I used to steal your Halloween candy from your hall when you were in bed, you and Noah. Because you could, wow. you had so much, you could just eat one or two. You wouldn't, <laughs> not like you counted them. I didn't know that. Uh, so you know what? I'll go with Crunchy in the fifth spot since I like that one since probably grade seven. Mm-hmm. What about you? I guess I should throw it back to you. I don't know if that's part of the game, but what are your five chocolate bars? Where? I'll start from the bottom of my list and go to the top to build up suspension. But, um, <laughs> coming in hot. And number five, I would say probably the Hershey's Cookies and Cream because I love white chocolate. So that was really good. Yeah, it's just, just... you turned me off even just listening to you list that one. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. Classic. Um, but then at number four, I'd probably say Crunchy. That one's really good. You like that? Yeah, I get it all the time. I suck on it, and then it kind of dissolves. Like, the oh yeah, part. no, I eat all the chocolate around it, and then eat the little <laughs> crunchy part at the end, like a little squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I'd probably say number three. It's a tie between like Mars bar or like the Cadbury caramel s'mores. That is so good. I don't I've know never had that. It. Not the s'mores. Yeah, they just came out with it. It's really good. S'mores are my favorite, so it's a perfect combo. They got, I didn't like, even know you like Mars bars, too, but then it's not. There's no nuts in it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a Snickers without nuts. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so time between that, I'd say my number two is the Cadbury Caramel Toffee. That one's just like a crunchy, but it's more chocolatey. It's really good. You would I've like never- that. I've never had that either. Yeah, you should get that one. That one's really good. Um, and then I'd say my most favorite is the Charleston Chew. And you put me on that when we went to that candy shop in Blue Mountain. Because they're really hard to find, but they're really good. The marshmallow filling inside. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, it's kind of like a cheap, ba- like that's something you should find at a dollar store. I know, but they don't have them anywhere. I do like them. Yeah, just because they're like, and they're pretty long, too. So you feel mm-hmm. like, they're like, ooh, they're so long. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So those are my top five. Okay. But, That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, Dad, how are you doing? Anything new in your world or anything new with the Pacific Crest Trail you want to talk about? Yeah, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> I'll be here all day. I know. I mean, we just recorded episode six so they're really oh, did we that's crazy well, i'm just trying to say it's just a couple <laughs> days ago so there really hasn't been you know i'm good you know nothing really new i cleaned up the show notes from the different episodes on the podcast on our website added little clickable links oh yeah so you know if you're listening to this on spotify or apple right now if you open up the little description there's a whole bunch of links but the true show notes are on our website so even in our last episode you know, I posted pictures of you as a baby. You probably haven't even seen them. It's actually you would have seen these pictures just because these are like my favorite. So I mean you probably see them over and over. I've been working on our trail notes. That's on our website. I've been working on the Sierra section and starting into NorCal. So I'm just adding different resupply towns to consider and what's in them. So I'm kind of doing that over the next week. You'll see it grow. Um I'm I'm actually recording a segment just because you're probably going to be sleeping, but I'm going to be recording a, a segment with a woman from upper Eastern part of the United States. She's going to be hiking about 500 miles of the PCT this year. 
I'm also going to be recording with Laura. She lives in San Diego. She goes by the handle on Instagram. We need wilderness. Really, really sweet lady. Um, she is a section hiker. So she just hikes like little sections. She lives near, she lives in San Diego. So she does a lot of the beginning section a section B. So I'm excited to talk to her. Um, I also have some people that, I, I mean, I reached out a year ago and, and they said they were interested you know, there's like Chris from triple crown coffee who actually has hiked the triple crown. So I'm interested to talk to him trail dork, which is in, in, he has amazing YouTube videos. He's from, the UK. Um, he hiked it in 2019 and his vlog on YouTube is, is really, really well done. Um, oh, I got some other people that I just have to touch base with and get on. And I got some other people that have been so busy. I haven't reached out with them to get the ball rolling, but that's about that. I've got a dollar store, little calendar, um, kind of like a desk calendar that I've started to block off different legs to guesstimate how long each leg is going to take us, possible towns we're going to zero in, resupply, run errands. Um, so I've kind of mapped out our April, May, June, July, and I'm working in August. It's hard to do, but it's just, I don't know. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put some photos of it so people have an idea of, of kind of what I'm doing. I've created another Instagram called A Long Walk North Podcast. I'll push together. I'm going to try to pull out some longer sound bites of our podcast and and put them in there whatever i don't know you know daddy's <laughs> got to keep keep busy in the winter time the second round of ptc permits were released the other day obviously some people got them some people didn't i'm sure everyone's gearing up for the pct class of 22 watch them online on youtube instagram pct legend yogi who everyone hopefully can go see in kennedy meadows you can talk to her, buy gear from her. She runs Triple Crown Outfitters, and a lot of people go there to get their stuff for the Sierras. She, anyways, has a Facebook group that's great, um, and she has a really good link. I'll link to it for the in the show notes and find it. For anyone who didn't get a PTC permit, you know she has provided links and information to make it easier for people to apply for individual permits, and it lists all the places and information to get them. I think. If you want to just get permits for each of the little sections, I think there's about 30 of them. But I'll find the link and put it in the show notes. Um, another great resource that I've been playing with and, and, and attending the Zoom classes is the Thruer website, led by Carol, uh, also known as Cheer. For our very first episode of 2022, we have a special guest. We've had him on before, Ned Tibbetts, and he has come on to Zoom with our community to talk about specific start dates. And in this case, um, we're talking about March start dates and the pros and cons of starting in March, which means approximately getting to the Sierra around May, which as you'll find out is something called the secret season. So like I said, these cover the pros and cons of starting in March. And we also have um, an episode coming up where Ned covers the safety and solutions of starting in March, because there are, like he says, pros of starting in March and also cons. So um, we do also go over the safety and solutions of um, starting in March. And if you too would like to get in on the action of these Zoom calls, feel free to sign up 
um, you can start at our website. It's www.thrower.com. It's great listening to Ned. He has over 20 years of sort of like search and rescue safety. He works in the Sierras like two months a year, but he's just great to listen to. Um, so she stripped down the audio from that Zoom. She has it on, she, they have a podcast on Thruer. Sign up for Thruer. It's a really good website. It's a really good community. Uh, there's Zoom meetups. Uh, obviously, she's got a YouTube channel. I don't know. I can't, I mean, I could talk for days. But Chantel, why don't you tell them about a neat YouTuber that you found that offers some neat training tips? I stumbled across a YouTuber who has like really great content. His channel is called Chase Mountains. When you hit his channel, click on his playlist. He has some really great videos for training geared towards hikers, um, all the way from daily routines and stretches and different body weight workouts, working on hip pain, creating a stronger back and a stronger core. Um, I bookmarked his playlist that also go over injuries and recovery from ankle mobility and strength. He currently is moving away from through hiking and he enjoys other adventures like mountaineering. But his content is there, and I bookmarked it and watched some of his videos. <laughs> it's mostly for you, but I'm going to try and work <laughs> on some of his training, incorporate it into the training that I do at the gym and at home. But I'll give you the links. You should add it to the show notes. He's a really great guy, and he's also from the UK, which is kind of cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, send me the links. I'll add it to the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. No problem. Um, I guess I should start doing them. That's something that I want to do is to get more like core, you know, my sexy yoga. Yeah, you got to get a six pack. (laughs) I got to lose the case of beer around it. (laughs) Actually, I'm not really much of a beer drinker. It's just McDonald's or something. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, great find little rock star. Um, The other night, it was nice to watch the whole shoes with you on YouTube. Um, they have an excellent vlog from their 2015 hike. They actually just edited it last year and released it. I messaged them and asked them if they can push it together into one sort of movie, which is about 2.5 hours of viewing. And it's just excellent. I'll put a link in the show notes. Definitely uh, watch it. You know, especially with the editing, it's the voiceover that gets me. You know, it's good to watch, I guess, you know, nothing wrong with, with, you know, if you're watching Mari or Whimsical Woman, you know, they do these daily vlogs. But a lot of it is the good morning, you know, this is what I'm eating, this is what we're doing, this is how far we went. So watching the whole shoes, the whole thing in 2.5 hours, it's a really, really good summary. Yeah, I mean, I really liked it with them going through the desert section. They're a really cute couple, but just that one water source they found looked really gross and scary. And that concrete whole thing, it just looked so funky. It kind of looked, yeah, kind of janky. It mm-hmm. did. That year that they hiked it, it was a super drought year, not a lot of water. It was really hard to find. But that water source, I've seen it in other people's videos. It's after Acton near... Maybe Aga Dulce. I don't know if I said that right, but it's towards Tehachapi and it's this concrete hole looking thing with like a broken hole. And I don't know, it looks really <laughs> skunky down there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Hopefully, we can find some more nighttime viewing with you with obviously your busy schedule. I'm excited to watch, you know, the rest of the whole shoes. They're going into the Sierras. 
and I think it'll be good to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think we should do a segment on a future podcast and actually highlight some YouTubers to watch for people to watch. Some ones that, you know, they were just really, really, really good. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we take a break? We'll come back um, and then we'll, we'll do the interview with a couple from British Columbia who's hiking northbound this year um, since they're only 60 days away. Sounds good. I'm a thousand miles from nowhere And time don't matter to me Cause I'm a thousand miles from nowhere And there's no place I'd rather be Check out our sponsor, Purple Rain Adventure Skirts. Small town business based in Oregon since 2014, crafting performance apparel proudly that inspires freedom of adventure without compromising style or function through hiking kilts and skirts for men and women. Charging down those craggy mountains without thrift store friends Who you find so so in love with the fallen earth Oh, you wake in the middle of the fallen night with the summer playing coy Line with us is a couple who will be hiking the Pacific Crest Trail heading northbound or Nobo this spring. Well, actually, soon they'll they'll tell you how many days away they are because they know it. They probably wake up and 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 it flashes in their head underneath their eyelids. But uh, they're going Nobo. Obviously, they're PCT wannabes, which is awesome. Um, I connected with Jen on Instagram when I started our Instagram, I think that was like two years ago. Her handle is Beyond Blisters, uh, which is actually really, really creative, clever, probably true, um, or will be true. And at first, you know, she was planning a difficult Sobo hike, like, like the wrong way, and with her husband, Vince. And so... You know, they reside on the west side of Canada in beautiful British Columbia. So they have trails in front of them at their doorstep. Uh, they live tiny, which I just think that's cool. Uh, Jen works in healthcare. I'm sure she definitely needs a break after the past, you know, two years. Obviously, they're on the line right now. We're using Anchor. Welcome, obviously, both of you. Before, you know, I start asking you guys some questions about the PCT, tell me a little bit about you two. What's the secret to living together in such a little tiny environment? Tell anything, anything you want to share. Hey, uh, thanks for having us today. It's good to good to get this going and recorded. I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. A little bit about myself. Um, I was born originally in the U.S. and lived kind of all over the place. As soon as you said, and then you said you bounced around, I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's military. Yeah, yeah. So he was in the U.S. Navy, so we moved around quite a bit. Um, before settling back on the island here uh, when I was a kid. And then I grew up camping and hiking a lot in my youth. My stepdad was a very avid outdoorsman, so he took us out quite a bit in the woods and against my will as a teenager, but it really instilled a lot of good ethics in me to spend a lot of time in the woods. So when my kids were little, I started doing scout leading, kind of fell in love with doing more activities out in the outdoors. Was it sort of like where... You know, let's say, let's say he wanted to go for 
a camping trip or a big trek and it's like ah you know i just want to like hang out with my friends but then after you did it you were glad you did it yes absolutely appreciate it more later on absolutely yeah yeah and i I gained a lot of skills in the outdoors that i didn't really realize were going to come in handy when we decided to live in the woods for six months but you know i'm glad i did so (laughs) um a little bit about me professionally. I've worked in healthcare for the last 20 years. I'm still trying to decide what I want to be when I grow up, but hey, right now go. I'm hanging in there. The last couple of years have definitely been a challenge, but I'm really enjoying, you know, the people I work with, the individuals I support has just been really great. So sticking with it for a while. Uh, Vince and I, we've actually, we have a really fun little story. We met each other in grade six. We went to elementary school together and went to high school together and then we just kind of lost track of each other after high school for quite a few years did you hold and hands in grade six or no we did. Just like, <laughs> okay yes. we did we did the cheesy walk around the holding hands thing yeah and then uh we we reconnected at our 20 20 year high school reunion that neither one of us were even going to go to so oh, wow that's like a pretty in pink kind of Right, pretty in pink part two kind of movie. Yeah, neither one of us wanted to date, so now we're married. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, go right to it. Yeah, we've been together about seven, almost seven years now. Uh, We got married in 2020, right before everything shut down for COVID. We didn't even really know what COVID was, and made it through our wedding. We went to Mexico on our honeymoon. And I got all these random messages from my friends, bring toilet paper back from Mexico. And I was oh, like, wow. what on earth is happening at home? <laughs> and then we we flew in on a Sunday, the border shut down on a Thursday, and life has just gone by in a flash ever since. And the, yeah, so our tiny living space, we uh, decided, we were trying to come up with all sorts of ways to save money to do this trail. I mean, it's a big expense. We're taking six months off our life, jobs, everything. we're Canadian. We got our weak Canadian money compared to theirs. So one of our things we decided was we got tired of the rental rat race. It just, it exploded here on the island. Oh, I can't Um, imagine. So we were trying to think of ways we could kind of save money. And one day we just had a conversation. And like most of our conversations, uh, we go from zero to a hundred in a heartbeat. And within a week, we bought a bought a fifth wheel, park it. We gave notice. We had a giant garage sale. Out of like ninety percent of all our belongings, and moved tiny. Yeah, you don't need a lot to be happy. Yeah, we've got about three hundred square feet, I think. So yeah, it's just the two of us. We it is that figured, small. Yeah, <laughs> we figured it was a nice step. You know, we went from a you know two story house. We've gone into a thirty five foot RV, and now we're going to go into a you know, three person tent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. With stuff on your back. Yeah. So what's Vince's story? I was born on the island. Um, I spent a lot of my childhood. Uh, we did a lot of mountain biking and creating trails and just running around, checking out all the waterfalls. Did you ever do anything stupid and almost kill yourself? But yes, yeah. there was definitely a lot of times where we did a lot of stupid things. Yeah. Well, that's what kids do. <laughs> Um, I spent a lot of time when I was for years with my dad as well. He was uh, he was a mushroomer, a forager, and we used to go out into the to the local mountains and do a lot of exploring around the mountains there. And so he taught me a lot of of how to keep the river on my right side, you know, and stay safe that way, or find landmarks and use a a map and figure out how to use a compass and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it was pretty good life lessons, which I didn't really realize at the time. 
what's it like living with Jen? Is she hard to live with in, in the tiny little space? Well, there, there are moments, but hey, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, the secret to living in the tiny environment, I would say is first, you obviously got to really like each other, but um, we just try to find humor in all the unfortunate mishaps along the way. You know, I think it's actually kind of the secret to life. If you have something that comes up, breaks or leaks, you just look at it and, the best approach and how you're going to fix it or an issue with each other right like yeah you can't go hide in the upstairs you know like down in the basement <laughs> or whatever we do a lot of walking outside <laughs> yeah nothing wrong no, with that i'm a certified well i was a certified horticulturist actually i guess i still am i've spent a lot of time outside tending to my garden and my pots i go outside every morning and say hello to tell my plants good morning and all that you know but we enjoy our our quiet time alone together um jen will just sit down and read her book and i'll read my book and i like to do oh don't lie she probably just watches tiktok and instagram stories <laughs> he's being very kind i'm usually scrolling on my phone <laughs> he's making me sound cool like I, but I you do i'm something. sure you do like to read books i, I do know. like to but i do a lot of social media it's a lot, a lot of reading online, PCT groups online on Facebook and stuff like that and TikTok. She, she passes all the fear about the snow to you. Uh, so, yeah, um, when we uh, when we moved in here, we uh, had the idea that we should extend our outside space a little bit. So we built a little bit of a deck on our, our RV here, and it extends our living space by about 150 square feet. It's a nice covered deck, and uh, nice to have our our Sunday dinners out there and I do a lot of yoga out there. You know, being in near Toronto, Vancouver and the Island, it's just like, it's a nice city. There's mountains and there's ocean. Then you go on the Island, you know, Victoria is a beautiful city. There's ocean. There's like, it's just trees. It's just beautiful. Yeah. We live out in the, uh, in the forest right now in an RV park that uh, most people are very, quiet and they keep to themselves we have a river that's probably a 15 20 minute walk away it's a hills to climb around and lots of exploring to do around here so yeah we do a lot of good practice hikes that's for sure i'm retired out of the landscape industry after 26 years now i work at a local grocery store delivering groceries it's working shift work right now and so we barely see each other so it's kind of helping with the, the living together in this tiny environment Jen works in healthcare, like she said, and her hours vary. And she's often up well before I'm awake. <laughs> she's usually out of the house by six o'clock in the morning, and I sleep in till something like nine and get up. And then I work the afternoon shift. She's in bed by the time I get home quite often. And uh, we just keep on repeating that cycle day in and day out. So, yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, life life goes fast too. It's, it's uh, mm -hmm. It's, it's yeah, crazy. so that's kind of that's kind of why we're wanting to do this this trail is because life is so short, and before we can't do it anymore, let's let's do it, right? Well, that's really what's getting us through the the shift work stuff too. We always say, oh, like when do we have a day off together? And I can pencil you in next Tuesday, <laughs> but we're like, this is just for now. Pretty soon we're gonna have six months to spend together. Like we're we don't want to live this way forever. This is to get us to a goal, and sure. this is just for now. Well, like, how did you, okay, well, tell us, how do you, how did you first hear about the Pacific Crest Trail or what, what sort of made you want to tackle it or like whose idea was it first? 
Well, without uh, everyone groaning about it, I did first hear about it from watching the movie Wild, <laughs> which oh, sure. I, I love people. the movie. I like it's such it's such a great movie, but that's not why I wanted to hike the trail. I just had no ex- no idea that a trail like that existed. So it got me kind of dreaming about a long distance through hike. So we we started backpacking when we were on one of our trips back in 2018. We hiked out and there was a little cabin that people, common cabin that people can stay in. And so you quite often stay with strangers in there. And we walked in and this guy was there. And the first thing he said was, this is my shakedown hike and I'm leaving for the PCT in two weeks. Ah. And I looked at Vince and I'm like, there's like, what, what are the chances? Right. And I remember saying to him, you're living my dream. And I questioned him like all weekend about, you know, what, what are you eating? What are you sleeping on? And he was only going to do half the trail and he ended up doing the whole trail. Why, why is it a dream? Why is it not a goal? So we started with, I wanted to hike the Appalachian trail and that was the first plan. Uh, my dad lives in Georgia. So we thought, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we could, okay. And so I started, you know, kind of pitching the side of Vince, idea to Vince, and he had zero interest. <laughs> he, you know, the Appalachian Trail can be quite challenging. It is short, but, you know, there's, it, it's just more challenging of a trail from what I've seen. So we started researching the PCT and he was in right away. Like from day one, I'm like, <laughs> well, have you considered this trail? And he's like, yep, 100% in. If you go and do the PCT, I will go with you. So I still want to do the Appalachian Trail one day. So I am hoping he'll change his mind. <laughs> he might. You just never know. You might, like you said, you just some people just get get hooked. You know what we we decided with the the PCT here is that we're gonna go uh, northbound now, and we're gonna get to those Sierra Mountains. And if we get to where there's snow and we feel a little unsafe. We might just hunker down in town and wait out the storm. And the other people will do the same. And we're probably going to be with a, a few other people, maybe a dozen people at least. So we'll all probably make a, a general group consensus whether it's safe or not and, and go in. Would you say that the reason you first pick Sobo that direction, is it just because it's like, you know, it's kind of like close to where you live and just walk out your back door a little bit and, and start going south? Yep. Well, yeah, because the trail ends like the northern terminus ends well at the border, but then you can just hike into Manning Park, which is only a few hour drive once you cross the ferry here. Um, So we thought, well, we'll just I know you can't hike into the U.S. So we thought we'll just I didn't know that you can't you can't hike into the U.S. No, they won't let you cross the border heading south. So you do have to get there's nobody there. I know. is i'm not a big rule breaker so so we would have had to go to um hearts pass and you know do the do the up and oh, down yeah. looks like we'll have to do anyway because of covid and the border closure and stuff so initially we chose southbound <laughs> just for the logistics of getting on trail we thought you know vince's parents could drive us down to washington we just thought like logistically for our personal lives and our work lives like the the july start just really worked for us true and we, we were watching blogs and um, YouTubes and most people go northbound. So all of the stuff we were reading and watching were all northbound. And we sat down one day, we just really talked about what trail life would be like. You know, people are getting trail magic and there's all these big stops and experiences that people do and all the typical trail experiences. And that might be closed during Sobo season. You know, a lot of the water's water faucets are shut off and you have to get through certain points before certain dates because the snow starts and 
we just really thought about that and thought that's probably not going to work for us. Plus all the signs might be the other way. You'd have to pass signs I and know. turn around. Are we still on the <laughs> right? And there's some the really face for nobos. There's, yeah, there's some really hard hikes southbound too. So I was a little concerned about that because there's no lead up like this year as you've got that lead up to your big climbs. There's none of that with Sobo. Because um, we're not so young. We, we're not like 20 year old bucks here. Right? <laughs> and you have to hike it in a shorter time frame too. Four and a half months is what they say for Sobo. And we really wanted to extend that as long as we can. So we thought, all right, let's, let's do Nobo. So we started, we started planning for that and we were successful in getting the same start date on the first go, that's a sign, I think, from the universe. <laughs> there you go. And if you have your, your training note book, you just start from the back cover because that's Campo on the back cover of your training <laughs> book. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just the turn the way. map upside down. Yeah. <laughs> no, the thought of starting going uh, out of the Cascades and in the first 300 miles having all the tree fall just didn't seem to uh, seem very alluring at the time. Yeah, you so, see that on the vlogs where... I guess obviously with COVID, there hasn't been a like a lot of trail volunteers or you know to clear the trail, and there has been so many blowdowns and and the trees are huge. One year it was uh, the middle of February in a snowstorm. What there was probably twelve trees down on the trail, and you couldn't go under them and you couldn't go over them. You just kind of had to make your way around them. And Jen decided that she was going to still try to go over them. <laughs> she slipped and. Uh, Luckily, she got hung up on her backpack, but her legs were dangling pretty good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She had to take off her pack and climb back out. It was Hopefully, fun. you took a picture first. I, I would have taken a picture <laughs> yeah. first and then help her. No, I think he was screaming at me at the time, so I don't think he got his camera out for that one. But <laughs> I was like, forget this. I'm just going to go through. I'm sure I can make it. No. <laughs> it's crazy. So what's your, I mean, obviously, you know, you explained a little bit about, you know, your camping and hiking background, you know, growing up and, and even just goofing around in the woods near your house and all that kind of stuff. Like, what's your experience with like longer hikes or even overnight hikes, uh, longer distance wise? Um, yeah, number of nights out that you've gone together on a trail somewhere. Well, up until Jen and I reunited at our high school reunion, I hadn't honestly done any true backpacking. I mean, I'd gone on a few day hikes. True backpacking overnight where you load up your 35 or 45 liter backpack on your back was just not something I did. And uh, Jen had planned a trip with one of her girlfriends. They were going to go up to uh, Cape Scott Provincial Park. It's one of the, the parks at the northern tip of the island. And her friend turned out that she couldn't end up going with her so Jen turned to me and asked if I was interested in uh, filling that void and I was I was sold nice. I mean, I'd never done this thing before and neither had she and we were both pretty excited about it so we uh, got all our gear and loaded up and uh, this was going to be our real first backpacking excursion you know and we overpack way way too much <laughs> oh i'm sure everyone does i have a picture we took before we packed our bags the first time and we had laid everything out on the bed and we look back at it and it pops up on my facebook memories once in a while and we just laugh so hard at it we all the gear all the stuff we packed i don't know what we were thinking we packed a crib board and books and cards and a <laughs> saw and bathing suits like to swim in the ocean in september which is not happening around here just the amount of stuff i think i packed four hats flip-flops <laughs> shoes five pair a pair of socks for every day 
you know, we both had backpacking meals, one each, every meal. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Jen had about 45 pounds in her pack and I had to do her. So I had about 55 in mine. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it was only a 20 kilometer hike in, but if you have any experience hiking in the Pacific Northwest, you know that most of the trails around here have a lot of puds or pointless up and downs. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. You just go up to go down and then back up again. So it happened to be the most enchanting hike. We met some incredible people, uh, some really cool lighthouse keepers up there. And we're actually really still, we're still really good friends with these guys today. When we got home, our bodies were battered. They were so tired. Jen tossed her pack in the basement and I think it sat there for at least six months. <laughs> I kept on suggesting that we gather our packs up when we go hiking again, and Jen was very apprehensive. Since then, we've gone and taken a couple of our friends and kids back to Cape Scott since our first trip. It's nice. Uh, we've hiked the 43-kilometer North Coast Trail where it meets back up with the Cape. We just finished hiking this past summer the 75-kilometer West Coast Trail. We've done the 47-kilometer Wanda Fuca Trail a few times, individually, together, and with some friends. you got so many great places at your fingertips. It's just, it's crazy. You're just bragging right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went over to the mainland. There's a trail. Uh, it's called the Sunshine Coast Trail. And it's a 180-kilometer trail um on the mainland where it's a coastal shoreline with creeks lakes old growth forests many mountain tops 14 huts along the way something like that 14 huts where you can stay very similar to the appalachian trail where you can hike hut to hut but oh that'd be cool we didn't do the whole 180 kilometers we just we did, did some about, section we did four there. nights i think on it we've done about a week eight days has been our longest out yeah that's a good, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a big section right there. Like, you know, eight days because that's a lot of backpacker pantry meals. That's a lot of food. Yeah. That's some heavy packs. I loved it so much, but I, after that first hike, I did throw my pack in the closet and I didn't look at it for about six months after we got home. I definitely overloaded my pack. Um, my pack was not designed for that much weight. My shoulders were bruised. I was cranky as Hmm. Well, it's I'll hard, get right? Because you get, you, it's like you get off the couch and you go for a big walk. I mean, it, it kills anybody, kind of, yeah. anybody who's not ripped or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I bought my first pack from Cabela's. The selling feature from the salesman was, was, well, it's bright pink. So if you die, search and rescue can find you. Oh, there so you go. that was, yeah, <laughs> that was the selling feature. So I think, the la I think you told me about the last hunt. And I've used it yes. to buy stuff. I mean, they don't have tons of gear, but I've no, used it because, you know, it's Canadian. And... Yeah, if you know the brand you like and you know <coughs> what fits. And even shoes. I bought shoes off of there. It's all closeout stuff, so there's no returns. But you can get some pretty good deals on there. It's only Canadian, so sorry yeah. to all the U.S. listeners. Well, they got they got so much stuff at their fingertips, it's ridiculous. I know. I guess you can hear the bitterness right there. We're just... <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> how many days away are you well like what's your start date that you're gunning for or that you got really uh what did you get for your permit how many days away are you we are 43 days away mm -hmm. but um we've done a lot of reading on the extreme heat of the desert rattlesnakes and then the river fords and 
the snow and the Sierra and all that. We've we've studied and read and kind of gotten a little bit scared at times. And we decided that the better to to go through the desert section before the intense heat came. And that way, none of those snakes and bloodthirsty insects would actually be out yet. <laughs> Not many. <laughs> well, I mean, we weighed the pros and cons of well, but we kept on coming back to let's go a little earlier. Well, see, when you're planning this so far away, you don't know what it's going to be like. But then it's different now because you kind of have a little idea of what it's like now just from... I don't know, you just wrap your head around it. You do the best you can and you flip-flop, whatever. Like, or yeah. you, you know, if you, there's, you got to wait it out a week at Kennedy Meadows, that's not going to kill you either, so. No, I think we'll probably take some time off there anyway, just to rest up a little bit. Oh yeah, you got to get, you got to, you got to meet some friends of, of your little rat pack of who's Most coming definitely. in with us. No, when we were doing the uh, application or the permit there, it was, uh, it was kind of scary, like we were for everything to open, and then uh, Jen got in first. Yeah, there was about I had about a forty-five minute wait, so I thought, oh, that's it. There's gonna be no spots left. So we uh, we looked at the calendar quickly and found that the sixteenth only had like maybe two or three taken. So Jen decided, okay, let's let's do that. Went to the sixteenth on the calendar, and it looked like there was still few spots left so i picked that one and we managed to get our spots together i saw in some of the groups some couples were you know four or five weeks apart on their dates so i wanted an early start date because i hike really slow <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like that go a little bit earlier so that we can ease into it a bit and get yeah practice. exactly and i just i keep saying to vince i want to enjoy it you know it's not a race i mean obviously you don't want to spend all your time in town or sitting around the goal is to get to canada but as they say the last one to canada wins right exactly with your early start date you know what are the goals for the desert section or your first month on trail have you guys talked about how fast you'll go or the number of zeros you might take in the first month just to, you know, that time to get to Kennedy Meadows. Have you used any of the calculators online? I think there's that post hole thing. I haven't taken the time to kind of to do it, but I'm just curious what's your plan for the first month? We don't really have any big distance goals right away. So I think we'll take it slow, maybe hike 10 miles a day, 12, kind of build up, especially that first week and just enjoy being out there. We don't really have a rush to get anywhere, at least to start with. So I think we'll probably take a first, our first few zeros in the first couple hundred miles and let our bodies adapt that way. Um, I've heard that the trail towns are the best ones to zero in, and they're not as plentiful as you move north. So people tend to zero more in the first month of their hike than the rest of their hike. Oh yeah, so, Julian. Julian yeah, is like looks like it's, it's a cute little yeah. Idlewild is a magical little place. We got to get our pie in Julian. <laughs> I have to meet Mayor Max in Idlewild. Like I've got I've got a little bit of a list here. I have to tick off along the way. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, so we figure we'll likely get to Kennedy early to mid May. So depending on the snow levels, we may take a week or two off, but we'll play that by ear. We might stay a week in Kennedy Meadows, like just camp out in our tent there. Apparently a lot of people do that. Or if it's still sketchy with the snow, we may leave the trail completely for a week or two and go do something nearby. Do you guys drink? Um, I I do a little bit. Vince is three years sober, so he already had he started his money saving plan three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some people some people drink. Some people, you know, drank in the past and and like you said, they're 
they're eight eight years sober, three years yeah. sober, and and that's great because sometimes Kennedy Meadows people just want to like celebrate. You don't need. You know, you don't need drinks to celebrate. Oh, don't no, you'll be celebrating with food. I can I, tell I you got, that. <laughs> I'm the guy that will take care of the food. We uh, When we went for our when we went for our honeymoon in Mexico, we stayed in an all-inclusive resort. And I didn't drink, so I made up for that in my share of food. I think I came back, what, eight pounds heavier? In no, a week, no, it was yeah. 15 pounds heavier <laughs> in a week. He ate his body weight in guacamole. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. To... I'll probably be the only hiker that actually finishes the trail 10 pounds heavier. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, this year, uh, obviously, we kind of touched on it. Uh, there's obviously some talk about it looks like it's going to be a heavy snow year. And the snowpack is, you know, whatever they say, you know, it's 120% or 200% or 57% of you know april 1st measurements in the sierra or whatever whatever had i'm sure you guys have been following it you know just kind of what's your thoughts i mean you you brushed upon it already but maybe what's what is your game plan a little bit or even just like equipment or clothing changes that you it's, guys might make in the sierras it snows in the sierras i hadn't heard that <laughs> no it does i think it does <laughs> um, no, the snow hit the Pacific Northwest and the Sierras back in December, and that was definitely alarming because it was supposed to be one of these El Nino years where we don't get very much snow. And mm. uh, when we were back in December, we got, I don't know, it was about a foot of snow that fell every night for the better part of two weeks. The Sierras, it seems that we're getting hit with probably six or eight feet a night. After reading Yogi's book, the section on the Sierras, it started to give me a little bit of anxiety. I, was, I wasn't necessarily losing sleep, but I kept on expressing to Jen how much concern I had of, of walking in the Sierras and basically losing the trail and having to read our, our maps. And yeah. it, was, it was a little bit scary, honestly, but uh, it seems like they haven't had much snow in the past few weeks since those storms. We just have to play it by ear and see what happens. Exactly. See what it is and try not to listen to too many people. Like you just got to take it with a grain of salt because a lot mm -hmm. of people will be like, we're going to die, man. We're going to die. <laughs> like, right? That first 700 miles I heard is like filled with what was your start date? How many miles do you hike a day? And oh my God, the snow in the Sierras. So you just have to <laughs> tune that out. Otherwise it'll just, you're living in the future, right? Yeah. Cause you don't on, on, on day two, or whatever, let's say you get to Lake Marina Campground and, and you're camping beside Rain Man and you say, you know, okay, your start date was two days ago and you just went 20. And then that person will tell you, you're going to be in the Sierras at this time. The snow's going to be like this and you're going to die within right? 86 <laughs> hours because they're just going to calculate it. No, um, like I said a little bit earlier there, we do have a little bit of anxiety, but um, we're six weeks out. So it's coming really fast. And You'll just seems, yeah, we're just making jokes. What what can you do? You just go and you see exactly. what it is. You, you can always flip yeah, around. So I think we're going to um, prepare for a little bit of a colder start, seeing how we're going a little earlier. They say that the desert temperatures at nighttime are, are quite chilly still in mm. the beginning of March. So uh, we're going to pack our, our merino wool base layers. We have some alpaca hoodies. And uh, I'm we'll jealous. I want one of those. I'm gonna. I'll get one of those. Winning the lottery to get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We bought them before they were cool. So <laughs> that's good. You're trendsetters. 
Yeah. And then, of course, our puffy jackets and things like that. Um, we'll bring our, our gloves. Uh, I think I, Jen has a pair of liner gloves, and then we have some snow gloves as well, just in case. And then I'll bring, we'll bring toques, of course, because I like sleeping in my toque. I roll it down over my eyes at nighttime just to, to keep me what extra What do you warm. wear on your feet for the oh. Sierras? We change oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. thinking about maybe and and picking up a pair of hiking boots but this is this is where the fear gets in right like we had a solid plan and then we start reading more and they're like well maybe we should do this instead and this person's doing this and there's just so much out there it's you know i don't know maybe just an extra pair of socks so that you can change into yeah that i'm okay with yeah like i get really cold feet quite often just daily daily wear and uh if i get wet feet i think i'm gonna have really cold feet i don't know i mean if we go with hiking boots then we know that they won't dry out whereas if we go with the the trail runners they should probably dry out quicker right yeah (laughs) i don't know you'll live i don't know like i said i don't want to like get you all scared like even just talking about it now (laughs) i'm so much talk about it it just starts to psych you out so i think once we get to kennedy meadows and we're standing in the spot then we're going to make the decision about what we're going to do we have all our gear ready for the cold so we may just need to get some boots instead of trail runners add in some crampons instead of micro spikes we want to do all of the sierras but we're also not going to do it at you know cost to our personal well-being with uh with your early start date i mean you were just talking about like you know i was gonna i was gonna ask are you gonna with your early start date are you gonna be a little bit more protected in the desert section obviously you know you are gonna bring some warmer weather i mean you're, you might have that warm gear obviously you're gonna bring it are you gonna carry it right to the sierras or because you don't like the thing with being canadians or if you're from overseas and you don't have friends that area that you can mail stuff to and they hold on to it at their house and then have you met anybody online that like hey i live in san diego and you can mail me your pup there's been a few people that have reached out along the way saying hey i live close by let me know if you need anything that kind of stuff we've gone back and forth do we start is it crazy to start with our ice axes and micro spikes from um campo so i don't know we we still haven't come up with a solid plan we might ship our stuff ahead to um paradise valley cafe there's obviously you know with what happened with with trevor uh slipping and falling in in march of 2020 and his dad being very advocate he's been on like podcasts and stuff and and that but you know obviously i was just seeing on the the facebook news that nomad ventures which is like a sports shop they're in idlewild and then i guess they're working with katula and they're also working with a thing like with Trevor Spikes, where people can buy spikes and that kind of stuff from Nomad Ventures, and they will ship it to Paradise Cafe. Yeah, I've read on that's a fantastic program for sure. But even I if think, like yeah. I'll just I'll just say one thing okay. is like let's say you have your, you know, the stuff for that for Apache Peak and Fuller Ridge and Mount uh, Jacinta, San Jacinto, and then even if you swing around and you do the mount baden powell if, if i said it right mm-hmm. you know even in, then you got that long stretch of like warm if you could just latch on to somebody on facebook and you could mail some stuff to and they just hold on to it and then they mail it you know and you just paypal them the, the cost of the yeah the shipping We're, you know we might bounce it ahead a little bit because i know we can't mail it straight to kennedy meadows because that's probably too long for them to hold something 
after we get past those, you know, critical points. Makes you walk but... faster. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> I think we'll ship our ice axe and uh, we have the National Geographic map, map pack there. Um, mm-hmm. We'll probably ship most of those ahead to Paradise Valley Cafe. And then when we get there, we'll assess again. And if we don't need it, we bounce it ahead a little bit further. I mean, we just obviously we talked about the being cool last year in the class of 21. They had a crazy heat wave with the temperatures. And this is all in American. You know, it's like 114, 118, you know, yeah. in the hundreds, which even if you're Canadian, you just hear in the hundreds and you think maybe that's our our 30 to 40 or something in there. Like, yeah. What what any game plan about the heat? I'm super excited about that. (laughs) I don't do well in extreme heat. I'm kind of that, you know, we live on Vancouver Island. It is, we have a very moderate temperature here. We don't get really high highs and really low lows. It's the rainforest. I am soft. So you get a lot of rain. Vince loves the heat. He just thrives in the heat. So I did buy a sun umbrella. So I'm hoping that's going to help. I don't drink water as much as I should either. So I've got some goals in the next six weeks to bump up that water consumption. Mm-hmm. and i just i just hope that it doesn't get in the high 100s so i'm not worried about getting too cold um i i don't very cold and i do have lots of warm layers it's the heat is what bothers me i'd rather i'd rather cold days than hot days <laughs> yeah we're who's, who's more of a sweater like i i'm i sweat like a pig like you guys I, was, normal I definitely at sweating? run more, I run warmer, but I don't I wouldn't call myself a sweater. I glisten. No. <laughs> you were you were saying uh, yeah, women women sweat places you just we don't even know about. Like, you know, they yeah. don't look like they sweat. Like when you said like Vince likes the heat. Oh, is... I love the heat. I, I'm like a lizard elf. When it was like we had that heat spell this year, I was out there in my shorts t-shirt off just sun tanning when it was like 40 degrees out and i was t-shirt off in front of the air conditioner (laughs) (laughs) see because i sweat so i'm just scared of losing so much water i guess and and i mean i can't carry the world on my back so yeah I guess that's just my fear because I just, I sweat a lot. You just drink more water. That easy to say, right? I feel like I just can't I'm going to carry a lot of electrolytes as well because I am worried about getting dehydrated. Yes. You know, and I'll say one thing is, and there's, there's a podcast from, I don't even know who it's from, but it goes in a huge scientific blah, 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 blah about like water and hydration and i'll find it because i have it saved i just haven't listened to it yet i've listened to a little bit and i'm like oh this is really good i gotta save this for later but i'll put it in the show notes a lot of stuff stuff that we talked about i'll look up you know the trails in bc and all that kind of stuff and i'll put like links to the show notes of just stuff we talk about or gear that we talk about but you can drink too much water and it, it doesn't help you it's like it's not that you're drowning inside but you're not getting the benefits of it. So there's this right. sort of this, you got to find the sweet spot where you're getting enough water and it's it's being put to use instead of just, I don't know, peeing it out 10 minutes later. You'll find your happy medium of how much food or M&Ms do you need and all that, all that good stuff. Is there any YouTubers or people documenting on, on even Instagram that you've kind of gravitated to in the past, uh, in the past two years that have inspired you more or even inspired you before? Like anybody you want to give a shout out or just you really love their storytelling because, you know, it sort of looks like you guys might do 
a little bit of YouTube. I know you've been practicing and you, and you got some stuff, which is cool. And you're not YouTubing to be stars. It's more of, you know, just documenting your trip and sharing it to friends and families and sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, we will be uh, videoing and documenting our trip, but mainly for our own memories. And Jen, you started watching some YouTubers online before I kind of jumped on board. And you introduced me to, uh, what was it, The Whimsical Woman and uh, Darwin on the Trail. And then all of a sudden we stumbled across Elena. Yes. Hers was really, you know, it's like a six chapter. I mean, that really blew up for her. And stuff, that was so. that was definitely the best one we came across. And anytime we like to want to share the the PCT with any of our friends, like, hey, we're going to do this, and they're like, what the PCT? What? And so we we share that video with them. You know, I've done that too. It is the people. Yeah, yeah it, it is, is the, people. the people. Yeah, and that is oh, that's something else. So yeah. many different hikers over the years, but the ones Vince mentioned there are the ones that stand out the most. I think. The Whimsical Woman was probably the first through <laughs> hiker that I followed from start to finish. And she did daily vlogs. Which, I know. That yeah, just blew me away. Amazing. Yeah. So that's kind of my goal to do that as well. But we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but that Elena Osborne, I do show that to any friends that say, you know, what is this thing you're talking about and going on and on about? I made people watch it last weekend, actually. <laughs> and and I've had friends say, thank you so much for showing me that. I get it now. I, I don't want to do it, but I get why you want to do it. <laughs> There's a new one telling everyone it's called The Art of Walking. Yeah. And it's I'm going to watch it tonight. I, I started watching it for about half an hour. I'm like, oh, this is so good. And I need to like stop watching it because I want to just watch it virtually with people and tell people like, let's all press play on tonight, Sunday night that we're recording this and watch it. But it, it's really good. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. I, I like to follow AT hikers as well. So it's cool when you see them complete both the trails. I've never watched an AT oh, one. Oh, you got to start. There's a lot of similarities, right? A lot of through hiking has, depends, it doesn't matter what trail you're on. There's a lot of similarities, but the terrain is different. So a few of the people I follow that have done the AT or the uh, Continental Divide, they're going to be out on the PCT this year. So I actually think I'll meet a few of them, which will be kind of cool as well. It would be kind of cool. You could just, you just look at them and you're like, oh, where have I, I think we've met. Oh, and yeah. you are, oh, where is it? Where, it's coming to me. And they'll just think like, dude, like, oh, I'm, you're a, that I'm a YouTube star. Girl on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, the world we live in. Right. So now both Jen and I will be recording and then we'll be posting on, on YouTube. Jen has her Instagram account. So people that are listening to it now on Spotify or Apple or wherever, yeah, if you yeah. just go in the description, there will be like direct links to the social media that, you know, you want to put out there or whatever. We talked about, I mean, obviously, you know, we don't even have to talk about stuff that scares you like heat and snow and blah, blah, blah. But just wondering about, you know, we made a joke about like, I just hate like big fat spiders, you know, like it, it freaks out my daughter, it freaks out me. I, I don't, I'm not a snake person. I don't like bears. I've never, never been around a bear. So they really scare me like animal wise or in different sections. Um, mm. Is there any, like, yeah, any a, stuff that scares you? Or you sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I think both Jen and I share uh, the fear of snakes. Jen more than myself, but uh, jump. But once yeah. I, I realized that uh, 
what they are. I just kind of imagine them like feetless lizards or something. I don't like, like garter snakes. Like they just, mm-hmm. I can just, look at them now, but I don't run. But I just, you know, my body language me. just physically changed just talking about snakes right here. <laughs> <laughs> and if i know that they're there i'm usually okay and i kind of like it okay snake move on you know but yeah uh, once you figure out where the head is and where the ass is which way it's pointing <laughs> it, it makes it a little easier too honestly I, I think i have more concern about being cold and wet than any of the animal fears you know um growing up yeah. around the rainforest here when i've been out landscaping and i get wet from the day of working in the rain, I get quite miserable. So I just don't worry about that. Oregon, Washington. Yeah. A little bit of a rational fears of of wildlife at nighttime when you're laying in the tent, you know, and you hear a a little rattle or a rustle out in the bushes. And then now all of a sudden you have to go pee. And so you undo the zipper on the tent and you climb out and you imagine that there's going to be a bear or something standing right in front of you. But I mean, well, don't worry. Out. Thank goodness you could you could pee in a Gatorade bottle like it's Jen. That's got a you you either have to hold the Gatorade bottle for her or you know good luck. Yeah, Jen. The, the big large Ziploc works quite well. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, absolutely snakes. Full stop. Like I can't even watch them on people's videos. I I cover my eyes watching them. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I don't cry. I don't know why. I'm just not a crier. I'm not one. I'm not an overly emotional tears kind of person. But if I see a snake on the trail, I will probably scream and cry. <laughs> so I'm, I am a little concerned about wet sleeping bag and not being able to dry it out. But for me, that's more of just, you know, something on my mind, not really a fear. Yeah. Compared to snakes. <laughs> Mental toughness or yeah. just embrace the suck. Yeah. But you see some people's videos, you know, totally glamorized. We're like, hey, they did the whole trail and didn't see one snake. And then someone you're like, oh, they saw 10 of them in the first 100 miles. That's fantastic. Yeah, or even bears. Some people get up to Oregon or Washington. I don't know where. But, you know, one person, I think they saw like six bears in two days. Oh, yeah. Bears? I don't know. Because we have so many. They don't bother me as much. Bears and cougars. We have more cougars on our island and bears on our island per capita than the rest of the world, apparently. But, I mean... They typically just kind of look at you and go, oh, another hiker. And they kind of run off into the bushes most of the time. Yeah, I heard they're very skittish. Like, obviously, there's that that famous video. And it was kind of, the guy was backing up. The one with the, the Oh, cougar, the cougar, the, yeah. Cougars something like are... that, a mountain lion or something. Oh, mountain and it was... lions, yeah. Yeah, same, same. They're, I don't, charging. they're not my favorite, but I'm not scared of them. But snakes, I don't even want to talk about snakes anymore. Okay. Next. I don't want to talk about snakes. <laughs> So continuing along in the six hour podcast, what is your food plan? Like meaning I'm always curious, like, what do you like to eat? Give me some examples. Are you a cold soaker? Are you a stove person? I mean, you can just tell me on a high level, just see a little bit of your resupply strategy. Like are you mailing shit tons of boxes or, or are you just trying to keep that down to a minimum? Just, you might not have all the stuff dialed in. Don't worry if you don't. You still got a little bit of time to figure it out. But just, what do you like to eat on trail? What what turns your crank? What do you what do you like? Um, With regard to resupply and sending boxes ahead, I, I think that we're just going to wing it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into town and uh, resupply with whatever they happen to have. For the most part, um, I, I have to have my coffee in the morning. So we'll, we'll definitely be bringing the stoves for, for that purpose. 
Yeah, we've done a little bit of planning on and tried to figure out which towns have crappy resupplies. I think and it's Washington. Ones. Like I think yeah. you see the, the whole state. So for those ones, yeah, we'd probably try to plan a week or so ahead of town. Um, yeah. To grab something the town before and kind of ship it ahead, something like that. But so you're bringing a most, stove. Um, yeah, we'll bring a stove. I think both of us are going to bring our stoves. It's nice to have that warm meal at the end of the day sometimes, especially when you're cold and miserable. Um, not that not <laughs> cold and miserable, but I mean, you never know, right? Plan for the worst. Um, I don't mind cold soaking my oatmeal. Um, and I always like to throw in protein powder, powdered greens or something like that, just to get the extra nutrient yeah. punch in there. Lunches, I don't know. We, we don't typically stop to eat lunch anymore. We, we used to always bring lunches. And we found that we rarely ever ate them. We we're just more snacky kind of people on the on the trails. A nice salami and some a block of cheese, crackers and things like that. And we'll just oh, I like that stop. too. Oh, it's always good to do that. I um, think he likes the shock value of pulling out this giant salami stick and this big block of cheese and just <laughs> gnawing on it like a I don't know. He's Amen. just yeah. It's like I, I feel like I have to put in like the hey now, you know, the, <laughs> the little, the little, uh, that's whatever. not a knife. He's just bragging. He's just bragging, showing off. Yeah. It's a pissing match. Exactly. We do the we do the um tortilla wraps and tuna pouches and things like that. Well, do you we'll guys eat anything, get, right? Are you Yeah, like, we'll probably get creative and throw some potato chips in there or something like that for extra crunch or I don't know what we'll Are you picky, maybe. Jen? Um, I'm a little more picky than Vince, but no, I, I don't know. I feel like it's a junk food fest when you're out on the trail. So getting nutritious meals are a little bit harder. We, we both carry our own stoves and pots, which I know people share gear when they go as a couple or as a family, but we like cooking our own stuff at, in our own space. So we eat together too. So I definitely, I bring my own stove. Coffee is a must for me. I like warm dinners. And I do all Are the you gonna, stuff. Oh, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off because sometimes okay. people like they pack up their tent, they have like a power bar, and then they go, and then they have second breakfast maybe mm -hmm. at ten o'clock in the morning, and that's their pull out the stove. We've done that before, actually, to get past a few tide spots because, of course, being on the island, we're tide dependent for a lot of our trails. So we've done that before. We've just had a quick coffee, packed up hiked got past like a pinch point stopped and made a whole breakfast and we yeah it works for us it too we well. we we're not set on one way you're going to be those noisy people in in camp we're like Probably. jesus what's what yeah. i hear two Go pots going and <laughs> you're trying to get, people are trying to get a little bit more sleep but you need to like then you got to do your dishes right yeah so hopefully not i'm not a super early riser either so there's that we're on vacation we'll be on vacation so well, vince will be your alarm clock he's like come on jen let's go i know <laughs> so yeah we'll do the the typical noodles potatoes sidekicks those kinds of things that's what we usually do here and i don't see that changing down there yeah we're not got lots of stuff as you as yeah. you get sick of stuff you just eat Switch different it up. stuff yeah, not big fans of the actual prepackaged hiker meals anymore. We we played that game earlier on. They're expensive. They're hard on my guts. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll probably send a few boxes ahead, like most of our resupply as we come to towns. We do like the idea of supporting the smaller trail towns along the way, so they're for future hikers. Yeah, someone once said uh, I read that if you go into town before you do your resupply on a really hungry stomach, just go in, grab some fruit or veggies or something like that, 
go back outside and eat it and then go back in and do your resupply. That way you're not grabbing everything and then you don't oversupply. Buying aisle six. <laughs> yeah. And some people like, let's say if somebody's like having, a, if they know that they're going to, let's pretend somebody's going to like be sending in a box to, I'm just making it up. It sounds silly, but you're sending a box to Julian Yeah. in a way, right? And not really, and I'll give you an example. So you're sending a box to Julian because maybe there is some gear that you're bringing, you know, some, you're, you're mailing yourself some new socks, mm -hmm. whatever, toiletries. But some people will pack in or in that box will be town food. Sure, they're going to like maybe get an ice cream and a milkshake, maybe a burger. But instead of maybe doing three meals, paying for three meals in Julian or Idlewild, they boxed in some stuff so that they're, you know, you're kind of eating. Cheaper, That's a good idea. Yeah. You know, or, or the same food. thing, like with the recent, like when you get into town, sure, you might get your groceries for resupply, right? Mm -hmm. But you're also getting groceries to eat that day. Yeah. So hmm. that you're not eating out the whole day, spending our week Canadian money. Right. And we're, we're big advocates of carrying out a fresh meal that first day on trail too. We used to like, you know, pack all our dehydrated food and our, our backpacker meals. And, you know, we get to camp and we'd pull out the stove and boil the water. And now we're like, no, we're carrying out a sandwich. <laughs> so. Yeah. And people yeah. do that. I think whimsical woman spent a lot of money on food, town food. Yeah. And she didn't resupply. Like she didn't, uh, what did, I don't know what she said. Like, I know she didn't do boxes, but she didn't even go nuts on grocery stores. She just packed out a lot of, like, restaurant food. Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we probably won't do that. But Vince, Vince is a big eater. So we, what, have, we have different budgets for our hike. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite go-to for the first day is always bringing out one of those, like, foot-long or maybe foot-and-a-half-long lumberjack sandwiches. So I always oh, yeah. get to the get to camp and i pull out this huge sandwich they're made on a big french bread loaf <laughs> for the old people like a yeah for the older people listening it's like a dagwood uh. <laughs> a hoagie or something but yeah, yeah they're, exactly. they're almost like two feet long and everybody looks at me like what the hell is this guy doing but... well that's good i mean yeah it's, it's the same thing when people pack out like the the stinky mcdonald's or whatever yeah i don't think i'm gonna do the mcdonald's challenge i, I also am very food safe <laughs> so, something about eating warm cheeseburgers for three days in the desert does not appeal to me whatsoever oh i want to do it just for <laughs> just for shits and giggles really just for shits and giggles exactly yeah literally <laughs> what kind of navigation are you guys using like i know you guys said the, the geo maps and stuff i mean you'll have your phones and that mm -hmm. but any little apps that that you're gonna like use or anything? Jen has the far out app, and then we'll bring a compass as well as the paper maps. Like I said, just just in case for some reason we get really cold and our electronics don't work or something like that. Pretty comfortable reading topographical maps and things like that, and using the compass. So um, be easier to read if they didn't have a bunch of lines all over. Them. <laughs> <laughs> right, get those lines out of the way. No, they're they're there for a reason. You know those lines are very useful when you uh, when you see them really close together, you know that you're coming up to a, a sheer cliff wall or something mm -hmm. like that. And, and like Ned, goals. like Ned, Ned talks about, you know, when you're in the Sears and there's a goofy river crossing, you want to walk towards wherever the meadow is because it will widen out and slow down a bit instead of 
And that stuff's hard to see on apps, right? Sometimes you want to pull out your paper map and look at those things. Yeah. Or your phone freezes and the battery dies. Yeah, exactly. Because you're YouTubing too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Trying to get that Wi-Fi signal. (laughs) I'll give you another, like, tip or whatever. Because sometimes people, like, this is just a tip for anyone. But, you know, sometimes people are, like, by the time they do the PCT, they might have an older phone. They might have a phone that they've had for two years. Mm-hmm. You could like, you know, sometimes when you do your research, like let's say you have an iPhone and I've had iPhones in the past where it's something you're at like 60% and you go to just take a, a freaking photo and it goes to 40% yeah. just because you got the camera open and next thing you know, it's dead or if it's a little bit cold. But if you had like a phone that's two years old or a year and a half out, it doesn't hurt to like maybe spend the 70 bucks and get a new battery for your phone hmm. right because then it's that fresh out of the box this battery lasts for two days right because on my phone if if i was going to get a new battery they're like 60 70 bucks who's more who has been more of the planner like the online planner the screenshotter out of the two the two any like you mentioned some websites that you really liked like is there anything off the top of your head like whether it's podcasts old school paper books or books you've downloaded that you really like yeah i'm definitely the one that keeps up with stuff online more than vince finding the new gear suggestions following like current future past hikers and gathering information along the way that way vince always picks up the good youtubers to watch but little details seem to overwhelm me so i like just i like the social media aspect of it though he's into the miles and resupplies more than me um i like the online groups i really like the the class pct class of groups um i really like the one that yogi started i find it's been the best one so far that i found we've got it there's a bc pct or group that started um just for people you were saying that that there was a lot of you noticed there's just a lot of bc people this year yeah i looked i think there's 30 people in it it's very strange. I'm not sure if we uh, were just a second ahead of everybody else because we're actually on the West Coast or. If- That's good. Yeah. You'd be walking around like, hey, you Canadian? You Canadian? They're like, yeah, right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, and I also have a group chat on um, Messenger with just uh, women from BC that are doing the group. So I think there's six of us that I've connected with. That's they've good. connected with me. So we've kind of gone over things like that's unique to us, um, you know, insurance, right? For unique to Canadians. And because a lot of that, those little details get missed in some of those big international kind of groups. So yes. Yeah. That and I also, think too, is it's good if somebody's, if somebody's hiking it in 22, you all have the same brain, you're geared for the same goal. Exactly. So you're talking about the stuff that you need to talk about. Yeah. And like, how are you getting on the, where are you flying into? What are, how many days earlier are you flying into testing? You have to get the day before you fly into the U S. So how, where did you find to get your COVID test booked at? You know, so just really um, details that are just for people from Canada or um, people from BC has yeah. been, it's been or helpful. Just people that are going to be there 40 days away like you. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. The, the health <laughs> insurance and things BCAA, which is sort of like the American version of AAA. Um, and they only cover stage three uh, travel restrictions. If it goes into stage four and they shut down the border or something again, um, they won't cover you for your health insurance down in the States where uh, we ended up finding Blue Cross. Yeah. And so there was a BC PCTA group there or PC 
Is that who you went with? Blue Cross? We ended up getting Blue Cross. We yeah. did the Blue Cross. Because how much, they covered, how much was that? Uh, I think it was 1500 for yes. six months for the both of us. So 750 each. Okay. But I mean, it's like bad. peace of mind. If you go down it's to a the lot, States, it's not bad. if you need yeah. blood work and you need some medication down in the States, you're looking at probably a thousand dollar bill anyways. So either that or just walk faster. Get back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it goes by age. So, I mean, we're old, right? It might be cheaper for you because your daughter's young. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, half of it, half of it will be cheaper. Yeah, right? exactly. What do you guys sleep in? And like, obviously you got different pots and stuff. Do you have different tents? Well, wouldn't that be helpful when we're both stinky? <laughs> um, but no, we have the Z-Pax Triplex tent. So we got that, we got married two years ago and we asked people, you know, we're adults, we're, you know, mid, mid-age, you don't have to get us a wedding gift, but if you would like to support us in our hike, you know, we we're taking donations basically. So we got a lot of gift cards. We got a lot of gift cards, um, p- nice. very generous friends and family. So we were able to pick up the Z-Pax triplex tent. That's also when we got our enlightened equipment, uh, sleeping bags. We, nice. we were just, we were really really blessed there so we honestly have not spent a night in our tent yet our first night will probably be in california in it um we usually camp in a big no, Agnes i'm sure you'll set it up i'm sure you'll, you got to set it up like oh we've set it up, set it up away. in the backyard yeah i guess yeah. you don't need to sleep in it just set it up a couple times well yeah. i did have an afternoon snooze in it it was pretty nice <laughs> <laughs> So the triplex is bigger than the, what we usually camp in. Our big Agnes only has one doorway in and one vestibule. So it'll be nice to have, you know, two entrances. In oh, yes. Bear it's comes nice. in one way, you go out the back door. <laughs> Rattlesnakes come Jen's in the way. appetizer. Yeah. Vince is like, he's like running. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's just over a pound, pound, six ounces with pegs. So we'll split the weight of that. Oh we're, yeah, that thing not... that thing's good. I mean, that's really well rated. It's super light. And yeah. and having the 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 three person tent or whether it's two and a half of, you know, in real life, but that that extra space, like we're doing the same we're doing the same thing. We went with a we went with a three man tent Absolutely. too cuz just I don't know, we just I don't know. My daughter my daughter doesn't want to spoon her dad. No. <laughs> We've camped in a two man tent and they're really well, two men are designed for three people or one person and a three men's designed for two people. I don't know why yeah. they rate them the way they do it. If you want to keep your gear inside. And I prefer to sleep with my backpack in the tent with me. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't want creatures in there. I guess if you're... you can host, you can have a dinner. You can have a potluck inside your tent. Invite, you, know? <laughs> you don't no. cook in your tent. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going with my daughter, but you guys, you guys can hang the pineapple out, out, outside the tent and just invite <laughs> other couples over. Oh boy! <laughs> with the amount with the amount of bears on our island, we've learned that you just don't cook in your tent or even near your tent. Like yeah, go fifty true. feet away at least. What are you guys using for backpacks? Well, Vince is still up in the air what he's bringing. <laughs> Both of mine are Ospreys. Um, I have a, a thirty-five liter. No, what is it? Is that that Exos? No, I, we I, tried the Exos. He did not like that. He's like Princess in the Pea here. He's got the, oh, the, the levity now. The levity. It's it's, the levity 60. That's what it is. Right? Well, the, the Osprey levity is 1.9 pounds or something like that. It's not quite two pounds, but I also have an Osprey. Uh, what is that? Exos. No, you got rid of the Exos. No. You didn't like that one. Oh, uh, like it's that. a it's a bigger one. I want to say it's like that at, at most or something. I don't know. It's yeah, a, the Atmos, I have that one. 
It's yeah, like a it's a 65 liter, but it weighs almost four pounds. That's me, man. That's what but I got. It's, but it's but so he much loves more. it. It's, you know, it being six heavy. weeks out, I think I would have figured it out by now, but I'm still in the debate mode of do I take the one that's a little bit heavier and a little bit more comfortable? It has like that ergonomic back support, kind of lumbar support in the back of it. Or do I take the one that's a little bit lighter and less padding and not quite as comfortable, but it's two pounds lighter. And then, you know, I was suckered into the, you know, I bought it from that Altitude Sports that, which is the, you know, but it has that seasal, right? So it breaks it down into four payments. It's oh, like, yeah. yeah. It's like perfect. I'm, it's mine, you know, 100 bucks or whatever, 55 yeah. bucks every two weeks. It's for four weeks or two months or something. It's mine. I have the Superior Wilderness Design Long Haul. I that was one of my splurges. I've had it for a couple of years now, I've taken it on a few hikes and I really like it. I got to pick out my pocket, like where the pockets go and the configuration and, you know, where I wanted the straps and the, I'm solid in my backpack choice. And is, I'm, is that a Canadian pack or U.S.? No, pack? it's U.S. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's cool. one of the it's one of the cottage companies. If it wasn't for the last minute, <laughs> nothing would ever get done. Yes. <laughs> so Vince will figure it out the night before and he'll, oh, he'll see him. He'll see probably him, bring see them both has. on the plane. He'll figure it out in San Diego. <laughs> exactly. Um, what are your hiking paces like? I'm sure Vince is like quicker. That's just my guess. If I had to put a dollar, Vince is a little quicker. <laughs> just from listening to um, you. Yes. So yeah, I I want one of those you know sloth hiking team t-shirts. We'll get there when we get there. That's kind of me. If there was a medal for the slowest hiker, I'd probably win it. <laughs> but uh, we usually hike up and over down trees and things like that. And I've had a couple of knee injuries, so I'm slower when we have to climb over things. I'm clumsy, so I'm careful. But going uphill, I always beat Vince. He, I don't know why, but if we're if it's a straight uphill, I'm just gone. I put on you know some good music in my headphones, and away I go. Yeah, she just roasts me on those hill climbs sometimes. Like I get calf cramps quite often, or shin shin pains quite often, and she'll she'll just rock my socks off when we go up those hills. But when it's like steps or something like that, or climbing over logs. I'm just like a gazelle and I'll, I'll bounce over them. And next thing you know, Jen will, Jen will be laying on the ground behind me. And oh, like, what stop. did you do? <laughs> she'll be hanging. Yeah. She'll be hanging with her feet dangling. Just take right? the picture first. A little bit. <laughs> um, do you guys, I mean, Jen, you just talked about how you might like listen to some, I don't know, new kids on the block or something from when you were in high school to get up the hill. Do you guys listen to music or podcasts or murder mystery or all that stuff? Um, I'd never actually hiked with music before. I, I didn't think it was uh, a smart idea. I always like to listen for for the wildlife when we're That's out good. in the, in the bushes. So. But uh, when we did the West Coast Trail, we had some really good uh, tough climbs. There's a lot of ladders on the, the West Coast Trail and some really muddy, boggy areas. And we found that if you just put that earbud in and you get some good rocking tunes, definitely helps you dig a little deeper and and just get her done you know next thing you yeah know, you've done that hard part and you didn't even realize you did it see i walk the dog and i i just i can't walk the dog now without listening to a podcast because that's just mm -hmm. where i listen on my backpacker radio or or whoever whatever so but i yeah i kind of don't really want to listen to a lot when i'm on the trail um I mean, yeah, maybe the LA aqueduct is kind of boring and maybe I'll just put some tunes on or maybe I'll listen to a podcast of how dangerous the Sierras are as I'm walking yeah. towards it. But 
I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, yeah, whatever. I definitely to music for, you know, 4,000 kilometers. So I'm sure I'll switch <laughs> it up and do some audiobooks or just enjoy the moment as well. Yeah. And, you know, I might want some relaxing music if I'm in camp or like kind of like when I'm in the tent and we're both yeah. playing on our phones. I'm sure yeah. Chantel will be chit-chatting with her buddies or whatever. Right. Sending texts if we can send texts and stuff. We, I'm sorry, to, I got another little quick question I just thought of. Sure. Who are you going to use for your, um, have you guys figured out your phone, like maybe SIM cards? Yeah, I think... There, I've again read so many articles about them and neither of the big carriers really get great service the whole way so I think you just pick one and go with it so I think we're going to do AT&T they're better as you get closer to the north and they just seem to be more reasonable for price wise yeah I have a good friend that lives in Seattle and he always he's a an avid snowboarder and so he's always up in the mountain and he said that AT&T gets better reception up higher in the mountain tops and stuff like that out in cool. I think. Area, so. I think with me and my daughter, let's just say there's AT and T and Verizon. I don't know, whatever. Let's say Verizon's number two or whatever. Yeah. I think one of us will have AT and T, and the other one will have Verizon. That's not a bad idea. Just that's so a good that, idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, if we're in town, both of them will work, and then mm. that's what we're gonna do. And I thought, you know, that's that's a good idea because just in case of emergencies, or you really gotta like send a text to someone of like. Hey, wait for me, or yeah, that's or not a bad idea. I like that. I might. No problem. You can steal it. <laughs> um, I'm no PCT expert, but uh, but you but play I'm, one on a podcast. But I've watched a vlog. <laughs> oh my goodness! Are you guys trips and fallers? Like when you walk, do you? Oh, God, are you yeah. clumsy? Yep. <laughs> I, bet, I guess sure am. <laughs> Jen more so than I am. I'm but... a I'm a lefty. So I'm like five foot four on a good day and I'm a lefty and I'm clumsy. So, you know, it's going to be a fun, fun ride up to Canada. I can tell you that. Well, I mean, like I said, I got to wrap up the six hour podcast. I definitely <laughs> want to thank both of you for taking the time to come out on our little podcast. I wish Chantel was with us. I mean, obviously, well, I mean, we're recording this on a Sunday. Well, Sunday afternoon for me in Ontario. It's, it's your morning. But Chantel is just hard to wrangle. Like sometimes trying to book a podcast with Chantel, it's like Chantel wants to do it at midnight and guests don't want to do it at midnight. But yes, too bad we missed. I know. And it's like and then I get scared of of recording with Anchor and there's just too many people and it's just it's just off like just the whole Internet strength and blah, 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 blah. So. Chantel gets bored. She she probably hates hearing my stories and me opening up my mouth. But <laughs> I heard that one, Dad. <laughs> yeah, but obviously a lot of the crap, all the stuff we talked about, I'm going to shove it in the show notes, which is really on our website, and it's going to have links if somebody wants to go back and and go to a certain time to like listen to something, or just maybe there's a clickable link uh, to go to a website or something we talked about. I'll post all that in the show notes. Hopefully when you get north and you're home and you're rested and you go visit all your friends and family and tell them all about it, since they don't want to probably hear it anymore, you're more than welcome to come and, and talk to me. I'll listen to you. <laughs> um, we look forward to uh, sharing it on YouTube and and uh, hope that you guys all can follow our trail as well. 
Yeah, thanks Absolutely. for having us, Dan. It's been really great. We've like we've been connecting over Instagram for the last couple of years. So it's it's been great to do the podcast and we really look forward to sharing our journey with you. And we're excited for you and Chantel to get out there too. We're we I'll say one that. thing too is we had to obviously push our trail, uh push it to 2024, because Chantel kind of said, I'm in a three-year program, but she's really in a four-year program. And then I've kind of said to her, I'm like, okay, even though we're it gives us more time to save, I said to her, okay, well, in 2023, in in the summer, we got to go somewhere and hike, you know, and probably BC is easy. Oh, come to our island. We'd love to host you. Oh, I know. And, you know, you were just saying at the beginning, you were talking about, oh, there's something that's 180 kilometers or, you know, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And I'm like, I will definitely pick your brain. Like, we, we will come. I mean, hopefully the flight, I mean, flights usually are pretty cheap, you know? Mm -hmm. We know a few trails. <laughs> Absolutely. So you will you will see us, and awesome. we'll be walking your way anyways when we do it in 24. And we but definitely when you're done wanna... the when you're done the PCT, you can just walk in our backyard. And... <laughs> What's a few couple hundred more kilometers? Let's walk. Yeah, and a ferry. I love ferries. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for having us. It's been great. No problem. Okay. Good luck. We'll Enjoy. All right. Safe. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, my dad was telling me about a conversation he had with the listener who's actually from the Netherlands and how they listen to all the episodes. It's it's just kind of like a weird feeling that people would listen to this that are like not in our family or in our close circle of friends. Um, but another thank you to our Patreons. We have been going in order from newest to oldest. So in this episode, we want to thank Renee DeVoe. Uh, she's the daughter of my dad's brother, and she's been supporting us since January of 2020. So thank you for the support for the past year. It means so much. Uh, you started out in the $1 tier and raised it to $3 per month, which is awesome. This is going to help me uh, cover the cost of my sleeping system. So if you ever need some camping equipment to borrow, Hit us up. My dad told me uh, with you and your man, you're always exploring and getting outside, which is super great. Uh, miss you lots and hope to see you soon. Long overdue for a visit out towards the KW side of Ontario. Um, but we would also like to thank Jen and Vince for being on today's episode. It will be fun to follow your trip and good luck with your adventure. But until next time, stay safe and hope everyone can get outside and enjoy the winter months. Thanks again and take care. Thanks, Boo. Longer take care, everyone. And longer strive. Skateboard affair with a primal tribe. Charging down those craggy mountains without thrift store friends. Find so so in love with the fallen earth. Who you wake in the middle of the fallen night with the summer playing coy? Don't forget to follow us on social. Our handle is PCT Just Do It, which is PCT J S D O I T. We use that handle on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find links to our social channels and other links on our website, hikethepct.ca. And when you hit the menu on the website, we have other things, like our gear lists, PCT trail notes, projected expenses, current savings, and other links and other information about our hike.